0: Broadcasting in the evening on WCPTA 20 Chicago's Progressive Talk and in the afternoon on AM 950, the Progressive Voice of Minnesota. It is the Matt McNeil Show. Joining me right now is Justin Stoferin. He is the, uh, an anti-monopoly director for the Minnesota Farmers Union. And he's written a fantastic article that talks a little bit about something we need to be talking more about, which is the fact that the problems with our economy are not necessarily what we think they are. But it's staring us right in the face, and we need to address that. Justin, thank you very much. I appreciate the time. Of course. Thanks for having me on, Matt. My pleasure. And by the way, I should mention this in the Minnesota Reformer. You can find this story. I want to start off with something that I've talked about when it comes to the discussion about inflation and the discussion we've had here and something you touch in in the story. I am a business major from William Penn. I had an economy classes, had to take them, and the first thing, one of the things the economists professor told me was, you cannot have record profits for corporations and inflations at the same time. Those two things are incompatible. And so if you're having record profits, this is not inflation, this is just good old-fashioned greed. Is that, a, is that a fair assessment from my teacher back then?
1: I I, I think so. And I, I, I would take it just one step further in that I think what, what we're, we're also seeing is, is you're seeing the effects of... Uh, the extreme concentration in the economy, and so it it gives firms, you know, if if there was more competition, less concentration in the economy, they wouldn't necessarily have all of the power that they have to to raise prices, you know, above and beyond, um, you know, what what maybe they've seen in in slight increases to you know costs of production, mm-hmm. et cetera.
0: We, I, I mean, I, I'm 55. I grew up. I remember the late late 70s, early 80s, when they took on Ma Bell and they shut that down because it was a monopoly. And and we used to not like monopolies. But is it a better way to say it? Is that we don't have necessarily traditional monopolies as they were described before, but we've created a mo- monopolistic system where monopolies uh, kind of exist by you know, kind of in this creative way of. of you know, just not a lot of competition, only two or three businesses out there, and they're working together to make sure that the prices and stuff are being coordinated together?
1: Yeah, I mean, that's something I, I you know, mentioned in in the piece, in, in sort of the, the section talking about inflation, is that uh, we've had a, a rash of, of court cases uh, just recently that, that seemed to indicate that there's a whole lot of price fixing going on in in the economy. We have. Oh, yeah. a uh, you know, a, a lawsuit against uh, egg producers, there's um, the Department of Justice, uh, along with the state of Minnesota and, and a group of other states have, have filed a lawsuit against uh, Agristats, which is a company that collects uh, just massive amounts of data that it's provided to uh, meat packers um, that, that have enabled them to, to raise prices on, on consumers, uh, while they're also uh, decreasing the prices that they're paying to farmers. Um, so we're, we're, we're seeing a lot of this coordination, and I think one of the problems isn't so much that we've come to like monopolies, um, I think it's that uh, we, uh, our, our politics doesn't really focus on these issues the, the, the way it did uh, decades ago, I mm-hmm. think it's one, one of the problems, and it's enabled this sort of abandonment of the laws that in many cases we, we still have on the books uh, to protect us from this kind of conduct.
0: You you basically talk about this you know in Amazon basically is an imo- a monopoly. I mean it, it really is in a lot of different ways. The way you could describe it, it is a monopoly. i'm uh, reading from your article here: monopolists have been suppressing wages for decades, but the last couple of years has seen a spike in labor activism as workers fight back amidst the backdrop of rising prices and record profits. You talk about that, then specifically about Amazon in your article. <sighs> You know, is it just because okay, if you deliver a good enough product, people will ignore the fact that you're basically the sole, pro- you know, person offering that product? I,
1: I think it's it's really I, again, I, and and to to sort of the one of the bigger picture themes I, I try to uh, put out in in the article uh, is that I, I think people get this right. Mm-hmm. Like people understand the impact uh, corporate power is, is having. On themselves on their communities um they may not use terms uh like antitrust uh or the sherman act or or those sorts of things right uh but but they they have a sense that this is what's happening i think one of the the big challenges is that there's a disconnect between yeah i know i'm getting uh you know screwed by corporate power and giving folks hope that there's actually something that can be done about it, that none of this is inevitable. That's, that's something I, I run into uh, whether it's uh, you know, you know, in, in doing this, this work is that people go, Oh, it's, it's great that you're doing this and raising these issues. Uh, but there's nothing really we can do about it. Right. And I, I think that that's the uh, that's part of the narrative I'm hoping to, to change. But I think people, uh,
0: have a sense that this is what's happening. The, I, I find it uh, not at, at all a surprise that you're working with uh, the uh, Minnesota Farmers Union on this one because quite literally I think where you see this most of all is in small town America where not only have corporate agriculture wiped out a lot of the farms in this area and along with it other businesses. You get to throw a few Walmarts in there and that takes care of a lot of the community towns as well. But it's 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 even worse where we have a, a an ag subsidy system, which grossly favors the corporate farmer and the wealthiest farmer over the 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 the, the, the smaller farmer, and it only compounds. I mean, really, in small town America, what you're describing is is kind of screaming at the top of its lungs. It's it's just so prevalent there. It's it's kind of hard to believe that that people aren't more people aren't upset of it under what they understand, as you say, is they understand it, but I kind of surprised the more people aren't more mad about it.
1: Yeah. And I think, you know, again, some of it is, uh, you know, I've, I've had the, the fortune through my role at Farmers Union to be able to to have different events and different meetings across the state. And I think what uh, what's interesting and, you know, with with a variety of, of either a variety of different members of our organization or just a variety of different people in those communities of all sort of political ideologies and stripes. And I think what's interesting to me is that once you once you start focusing on this issue, that's where people tend to, to coalesce. But again, I think that there's a challenge of that both. Policymakers and the stories that make headlines um, often are not uh, you know, focused on, on, on these, uh, these sorts of issues. And, and one just quick example that, that I think about one of the most momentous things I think, and I'm, I'm biased in this, but that passed this past uh, legislative session, this very historic legislative session was a new, very strong law on hospital mergers. that We at Farmers Union, along with the Nurses Association and SEIU Healthcare worked to pass, and that helped, I think, uh, stop the the Sanford Fairview proposed merger. Mm -hmm. But that's something that, you know, some of that merger got headlines for for sure, but I think that uh, the the story of the power of that law hasn't necessarily been told, and that's part of that, uh, again, that sort of uh, narrative challenge.
0: There is always going to be the pushback too, which is okay. They're a successful business. They're offering products people want, you know. And 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 there's and here's where the lie. I think the lie comes in. Well, they're 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 offering. They're doing such a, on such a large level. They can offer a lower price. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. Uh, but you know, at the same time, it it's that's what you run into this argument that, and it's very interesting because if this mentality existed back in 1980. I don't think Ma Bell would have ever been broken up. I think it would have still been one company because the mentality is that a a company that controls an, an either the entire market or a very large, substantial part of the market is just a sign of success. And that if you are looking to take them down a notch, that that's basically you're just against successful business.
1: Yeah. I think that that's almost uh, I, I think about it almost as an extension of, of sort of this, uh, Ideology we've been fed over the last several decades that, uh, you know, markets are, are something handed down to us like by the divine <laughs> uh, and, and are like a natural being. And they're not they're You know, I, I always tell our, our, our members and, and other folks, anyone that will listen to me rant um, that, you know, markets are, are just simply the, the the laws and rules that uh, we decide to, to pass and enforce or not pass and, and enforce. And so, uh, you know, we can structure uh, an economy uh, to, to have competition that's, that doesn't have all this power that's concentrated, uh, which becomes not only a uh, economic issue and has all of these economic harms, some of which I talk about in this article, uh, but is uh, you know a real threat to our democracy, right? Because these companies become uh, a form of private governance um, and, and are making, as, as Senator Murphy's quote uh, that I had in, in the story mentions, you know, private companies are making some of the most important decisions in our lives.
0: Mm-hmm. The one of the things which you point out, and and this is, I think, a part of this which is fascinating to me. Um, I remember all the bruhaha about the price of eggs. Oh, eggs are this. Joe Bi- Joe Biden is out there strangling every chicken. You know, one of those things. And the reality is, is we had the egg companies were in cahoots and they were price fixing, and they, you know, and we got them kind of dead to rights part of it I think the problem that we have is when we even when we catch people like this and it 's so blatant and so you know so clear that the punishment for this is just non existent anymore. That it basically, okay, a slap on the wrist, $20,000, while they gouge the American public for $50 million. And I, and I think that it's, it, I, I think we need to start looking at that because is that one way to address this? Is that if there were, if we catch them so brazen, so red-handed doing these things, that if we had punishments that were really uh, with some teeth, that that might actually curtail it?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I, I think that there's a there's a challenge of, of punishments, right? And there's also just the challenge that um, because of both the, the lax enforcement, but also sort of radical court interpretation uh, over the last several decades, our our, our anti monopoly laws uh, are in many ways just much more difficult to enforce. They've they've been narrowed. They have this very uh, sort of theoretical focus. It's divorced from you know what's going on in, in the real world. And um, some of that uh, enforcers themselves can help address, right? The chair of the Federal Trade Commission, Lena Kahn, uh, the, the assistant attorney general over antitrust, Jonathan Cantor, and even Attorney General Ellison here in Minnesota are all trying to do that under existing law. But I also think there's, there's opportunities to, to reform. And to to me, one of the most exciting things and something we work on at, at uh, Minnesota Farmers Union is that we have state antitrust laws and state yeah. anti monopoly laws that can be strengthened and improved. And we're you know working with Attorney General Ellison and legislators uh, to make sure that Minnesota has some of those tools so that uh, you know we can take action right here in in the state, not have to wait on. Uh, uh, on the feds um, for
0: for that kind of action, and and we have of course obviously Chicago listening in on this as well. And I should say, you know, if you're in Illinois, if there's lawmakers in Illinois that are listening. To this should they look towards Minnesota and what we've done up here and say, you know, this this is something they should be trying to copy down there?
1: Absolutely, and and, and in fact, there's there's stuff that, uh, that that we can we can learn uh, from them as well. I know that uh, the Illinois Attorney General's office has been beefing up their their antitrust team. So so has uh, Minnesota's um you know that's that's one of the the challenges is just uh, resources so talking to your you know your state legislator about that um i also think just talking to policymakers about this issue right this is not something that uh you know when when i go to talk to to legislators uh about antitrust right it's not necessarily uh you know i'm not the seventh or eighth uh, conversation they've had on the issue uh, but that's that's what needs to change because they don't need to hear that from me. They need to hear that from from people, you know, out in the out in the world facing these these challenges. And again, you don't have to use. And I would encourage, you know, don't go talk to your state legislator about antitrust or that sort of thing. Talk to them about this, you know, the the way that corporate power is impacting uh, your life, and that there are tools that they should seek out at a state level to uh, to to do that. Um, And uh, the Illinois Attorney General has been doing good work. I know that there was uh, just recently a Supreme Court case there uh, clarifying that uh, staffing firms uh, that are, you know, at sort of the heart of the fissured workplace that we face are are, in fact, subject to the state's antitrust laws. So. Mm.
0: Uh, I want to encourage people I, I, I will post this out there. I want you to go and, and look at this it 's not the vibes giving us the sour economic mood it mood it 's the monopolists. Uh, justin Stoufferon, uh once again is the author. Justin, uh, great work on this. Thank you very much. I really appreciate the time today and all my best and, and let 's have you back on to talk about this because I think this is going to be a big issue okay
1: i 'd love to do that. thanks so much Matt
0: take care justin uh, we 'll take a break come back it 's the Matt McNeil show.